I was drifting away on life's pitiless sea when the angry waves threatened my ruin to be. When away at my side there I dimly described a stately old vessel and loudly I cried, Ship Once again, we say welcome aboard. It's good to be with you this time, Brother Munn, speaking our program here called The Mariner's Call. This old mariner, by the grace of God, finds himself in the book of James, James chapter 4, be reading verse 8. Uh, in the next few minutes, we're talking about a great promise here in the Bible. Many, many years ago, the Lord took me off of an old boat and placed me in the book of God. And in this book, as I, or in this book, as I say so many times, I found a great Savior. I also found a great sinner. And uh, you have any idea who the sinner was? Yes, it was me. And to know the great Savior cared about this great sinner to the point whereby he was willing to die for me. What a thought. I'm glad today I have a personal, a personal Savior. I do want to remind you of this great promise here. The book of James, James chapter 4 and verse 8, if you have time to turn with us. If you'd like to correspond with us, you can do so if you have access to that old keyboard on the old computer. And uh, desktop, laptop, uh, whatever you have there. If you just push in, punch in F-O-M-M and that period dot O-R-G, that'll bring you directly to us here at Fishers of Men Ministries International, which is the mission arm of the Fisherman Baptist Church here in the port of Bon Secours, Alabama. You've got to surf around a little bit and find what you would like. We're constantly updating some things. Uh, if we can help you, please uh, let us know. Sometimes the stations, we give a little bit of time that's uh, left here, a few seconds. Some of the stations give you an address whereby you can correspond with us here at Fishers of Men Ministries International via the snail mail. The book of James chapter 4, I'm going to read this verse, James chapter 4, and this is a great promise here. It says, draw nigh to God, and then the promise, he will draw nigh to you. You know, isn't that wonderful? Draw nigh to God. And he will draw nigh to you. What is the what is assumed here? Have you ever read the Bible to the point whereby you you actually thought about what you read? I know a lot of people that, as far as the Bible is concerned, they do read a lot of the Word of God, but yet somehow they still do not know a lot of the Bible to the extent that it it goes from the head to the heart. You understand what I'm talking about? So it says, "Draw nigh to God." What is the writer assuming here? He said, I want you to draw nigh to God. What, what are you assuming, sir? <laughs> the assumption is that I'm not close to God. And if I am not close to God, if I will draw nigh to God, then God will meet me halfway, so to speak. All right, draw nigh to God and he'll draw nigh to thee. We'll look at that at this time. And I hope as we get through with this program that God will really give you a desire. And perhaps you have this desire already, this desire to be close to the Lord. Draw nigh to God. A similar statement is made in the book of Zechariah chapter 1 and also Malachi chapter 3 that's in the Old Testament that has to do with the nation of Israel. 
And God just said there, if you'll turn unto me, I'll turn unto you. Isn't that good? You'll turn unto me, I'll turn unto you. Draw nigh to God, I'll draw nigh to you. Why would God want to draw nigh to a bunch of old sinners? The God of this universe wanting to fellowship with me. It's past my finding out. Draw nigh to God and he'll draw nigh to thee. You know, thinking about uh, meeting someone halfway, I have literally done this with some of my friends. I remember a friend of mine that lived in the state of Tennessee. He's a pastor friend of mine. We were doing some things together as far as putting together some material as far as a book is concerned, a book we call The Anchors of the Faith. And there was a time that I needed to talk with him. He needed to talk with me over the telephone, would not do, email would not do. He said, I'll meet you halfway. So halfway between where I live here in Bon Secours and where he was living there in Columbia, Tennessee, we sort of met each other halfway. You know, the principle here, I guess, is laid down so beautiful in the book of Luke, Luke chapter 15, the story of the prodigal son. Remember there where the father Oh, God bless the father, wonderful farm, but oh, he had a rebellious son. It wasn't long before the son asked for his inheritance, went into a far country, wasted it. Wasted it to the point whereby he was reduced to feeding hogs, uh, to the point whereby uh, he himself was designed to eat what the, what the hogs would eat. And he came to himself, and he came back to the father's house, but the statement if I remember right, the statement there in the book of Luke, Luke chapter 15, it says, but when he was yet a great way off, the father ran and fell on his son and kissed him, you know. You said, what? Before the son even got to the house, the father saw him. And the distance between the son, when he saw the son, uh, the distance was, was made small by the father that jumped to his feet and he ran to his son, draw nigh to God. And the promise is God will draw nigh to us. You'll never do that until you see a need. There'll never be a desire to want to be close to God until you, until you see a need. You know the book of Psalm, Psalm chapter 58, verse 3. The writer there says that we go astray as soon as we be born. In other words, leaving God uh, as soon as we hit this earth. You know, mankind just, just born a sinner. And as far as man is concerned, without the Lord, he just gets further and further away from God. In Adam, my friend, we lost the image of God. We lost the favor of God. We lost fellowship with God. And man is on the run from God. And yet is a promise, if you'll draw nigh to God, he'll draw nigh to you. This would have to do with the old sinner. Oh, if he'll seek the Lord, he can find him. This has to do with the saint. Oh, when things get in between us and our Heavenly Father, get those things removed, we can draw nigh to God and He'll draw nigh to us. But we must first recognize and understand that there is a need. Do you know that you need the Lord? Sir, you know, yes, you, uh, the one that's listening right now, you need God. I've talked to people that evidently it seems as if they sense they didn't need the Lord. They had, you know, if they got sick, they had health insurance. If they had an accident, they had accident insurance, you know. If they lost their job, you know, they could still collect their pennies for a while, you know. If they died, they had death insurance. You know, we live in such an independent age, in such an independent fashion. But yet, my friend, when the rubber meets the road, you need God. And until you see this, 
you'll never have this desire to draw close to God. In the Bible, the Lord is likened to a shepherd. People are likened to sheep. Do sheep need a shepherd? Well, of course. That's obvious. You know, it's like a it's like a parent and, and children. Do children need their parents? Uh, why, of course. I think about uh, when I came up. Uh, a father and son relationship that I had with my father. There was times that I really sensed I really needed my father, you know. He says, draw nigh to God and he'll draw nigh to you. I'll never understand that until I see that there is a need. And oh, I know in my heart that I do need the Lord and I do want to grow, grow close to him. Verse 8, it says, draw nigh to God and he'll draw nigh to you. Then it says, cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. So, to get close to God, if I draw nigh to God, he'll draw nigh to me only when the things that are between us are removed. I need to remove the things that separate. Here it says, cleanse your hands, ye sinners, purify your hearts. Dirty hands and dirty hearts. What had this person been, who had then... <laughs> Who was this person close to then? If they were not close to God, then I back up a little bit about verse 7. It says, submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil. Uh-oh. Oh, I know. All right, if I get away from God, then I'm getting close to the enemy. The closer I get to the enemy, the more my hands are dirty and my heart becomes wicked. So in essence, when I get close to God, nigh to God, then I distance myself from the enemy. I come under divine protection. Draw nigh to God, and he'll draw nigh to you. I'll not do that until I remove the things that separate. Sin is a departing. Grace is a returning. Your iniquities have separated between you and your God. To walk with God, I must separate myself from things. Or the Holy Spirit is grieved, you know. You know how things get in between relationships with each other. Think about relationships with husband and wife. The only time those are made right is when the things that separate them and pull them apart. Maybe there's hurt of heart and hurt of soul. That hurt is removed, then that relationship is back right. It says here, draw nigh to God and he'll draw nigh to you. To do that, we need to find out where God is. He's closer than you think. Sometimes we just need to listen to him speak. You know, I want to draw nigh to God. Where is he at? Sometimes he's right where you left him. I've seen people leave God when they left church. I've seen, I've seen people leave God when they took a job. Wrong job. I've seen people leave God when they moved from one place to another. They moved like Lot. They moved to the well-watered plains of Jordan. And it wasn't long before they were in Sodom and Gomorrah, so to speak. Where is God? God is closer than you think. You know, a thing to do is to ask him where he is. Psalm 145 and verse 18, the Lord is nigh unto them that call upon him. Did you hear? He's nigh. He gets close to those who call upon him. Let's ask, Lord, I want you. I want to be close to you. Draw nigh to God. And then the promise, he'll draw nigh to you. Do you sense that you need the Lord, that you need to get close to him? When you find that closeness, you need to stay in such a position. You know, it's easy to drift away. You know, it's dangerous to get away from God. It's dangerous to lose. You know, we think about fellowship and relationships as far as a home is concerned, and then as far as a local church. Stay in the position of warmness, not lukewarmness.
the reason to be nigh to God is because what happens, you distance yourself once again from the enemy. We come under what's called divine protection. This is a promise. Draw nigh to God. Get close to God to do that. Get those things removed that separate us. Uh, thinking about our uh, relationship with him. Find out exactly where he's at. And he's not as far away as you think, you know. God is nigh unto them that call upon him. Lord, where are you? You know. I remember reading the story there. of Think about Adam and Eve in the fall. And God came in the garden. Adam, Adam, where art thou? Why did God call unto Adam? God should have just left him go astray. Adam and Eve both died, would have died lost without God. But God came looking for him. God wanted to fellowship with Adam. God wants to fellowship with you, my dear friend. First of all, he wants to become your savior. Or would you trust him to save your soul? The blood that was shed there on Calvary is strong enough to forgive every sin past present and future and give you assurance that heaven is your home. Then he wants to fellowship with you as a saint of God. God wants to spend some time with me. What a thought. Draw nigh to God and he'll draw nigh to thee. We sing in our fundamental churches, I need thee every hour. Every hour I need thee. We think about our Savior. Why would our Savior come to fellowship with us? Oh, but I want to always Sense in my heart and my soul this need for this one that became my Savior. A blessed promise. If you'll draw nigh to God, he'll draw nigh to you. Until next week, Fisher Munn saying goodbye.